Hey guys, welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool Mom. I've changed the name of my podcast from Truth in the Trenches, and I'm your host, Rebecca from homeschoolon.com. Today's episode is titled, What to Do When Your Curriculum is Not Working. We're going to talk about how long you should take to decide that your curriculum is not working. We're going to talk about what to do when you hit a wall with your curriculum and how to move forward. So if you're feeling frustrated with your curriculum or don't even know where to start, then hopefully this episode is going to be very, very helpful for you. So grab yourself a cup of something hot to drink, go find somewhere quiet to sit, grab that hidden chocolate, and let's chat about curriculum. All right, first off, I just need you guys to know how much I enjoy our late night chats. And I say that because while you might be listening to this in the wee hours of the morning, I'm recording this at midnight my time. I just got back from leading worship. I've been leading worship the last couple nights over at an event that's happening. And I am so incredibly tired, but I know that podcast day is coming up and I don't want to leave you guys high and dry. And I know that this is a really important topic. So here I am with hot chocolate, depending upon sugar to keep me going. And I'm really looking forward to talking about curriculum because I know that this is a really tough concept. It's one thing to decide what you want to use for curriculum. It's an entire different subject entirely to to try to decide what to what are you going to do when you feel like what you're using is not working. And we don't really know where to go with that. There's half of the people out there are going to tell you, you know what, if your curriculum's not working, too bad. You need to commit to it because you're going to have learning gaps if you keep hopping around which there is some truth to. So I can attest to that, that when you hop around from curriculum to curriculum to curriculum to curriculum, if you never settle on anything, then your kids aren't building a strong foundation, right? Because they're just starting and they're never ever following through. So there is some truth to that. But the other half of people out there are going to tell you, you know what, if something's not working, ditch it, run, find something that does. And there's also truth to that because we don't want to stick to something that is clearly not working for our children or clearly not working for us. So what I want to talk to you about today is those two dichotomies, those two different sides to the conversation, how we can bring those together, what that looks like for you or might look like for you, and how I can help you make a decision that is going to fit your family. So... Here we go. First of all, let's talk about how do you identify if curriculum is working or not working? How do you even come to the point of saying, all right, this is not working for us? And I'm actually super curious to hear your guys' response. I'm going to talk to you about some key signs you're going to see. But realistically, I would love to hear from you. If you guys have a few seconds and you want to send me an email at Rebecca at homeschoolon.com, I really would love to hear from you. And I would love to put together a blog post on, you know, 10 signs to know that a curriculum isn't working for you to link back to this because it looks different for everybody, but some some typical things that you might see in your homeschool are things like your kids are fussing, okay? If they're younger, they're whining, they don't want to do it, 
they're crying every single lesson. That's a really common one where you continually seem to hit the same brick wall where your kids are over emotional and nothing you seem to do helps. It doesn't matter what kind of attitude you have towards it. It just doesn't seem to go anywhere and your kids are constantly overwhelmed. That's another sign that the curriculum you're using might not be a good fit for your child. It also might not be a good fit for you. And you can identify that when you don't want to do it yourself. You avoid doing that subject because you don't find it fun or you don't find it engaging or you find it too much work. And while it's obviously the most important thing in our minds to choose curriculum and to choose um, subjects and ideas and topics that are of interest to our children because that's kind of why we're doing this whole thing. It's also important to take into consideration your own styles because if you don't and you don't ever end up doing that curriculum you just spent $300 on, then you kind of wasted your money. So there's really both sides to that that I think we don't talk about. We talk about your kids and meeting your kids where they're at and identifying their learning styles and you know choosing curriculum based on your children's interests and passions and strengths and weaknesses and that's all important but a big part of why your curriculum might not be working could come down to you it could come down to the fact that it's just not speaking to you and therefore when you relate that and teach it to your children there's no passion behind it there's no personal interest in it and your kids pick up on that so they sense your own lack of enthusiasm and therefore have you know they're they're mirroring that because that's what our kids do they mirror us so they're mirroring that and they are lacking enthusiasm themselves so those are some different things that you might be able to identify with that can help you discover if your curriculum is not working so pay attention to your kids also pay attention to yourself and if you are avoiding doing it because you just don't enjoy it that much then that could be curriculum that's not going to work for you because if you're not going to use it it's not going to work let's just put that out there okay so now that you've identified my curriculum is not working i'm assuming if you're listening to this that you are or have been at that point or you will be because we're all there at some point in our homeschool journey then what are you supposed to just ditch it are you supposed to stick with it what do you do with that my personal rule of thumb is that you have to give it some time you can't make a decision if you've just started something, you can't make a decision a weekend. You can't make a decision two weeks in. I like to give it one to three months, depending on the curriculum and depending on the days. Realistically, I give it one month. If I find in that one month time period, we have a couple good days, I'll give it another month. And if we are finding that more of our days are negative than good by a long shot, then at that point we would scrap it. If we are finding that we're still getting some good days in there and it might be more related to approach or it might be related to time of day or it might be related to whatever, your own personal teaching style, then those are things that you can tweak and you can use to make the curriculum work for you. So it's not to say that if your kid's not enjoying it or you're not enjoying it, that there is not hope for you to salvage that curriculum in your home. You have to give it some time and you have to be willing to experiment 
to try to identify how you can fix the problem and what that problem is. The very first step is to decide where am I hitting this wall? Am I hitting the wall with my kids? Am I hitting the wall with myself? And where is that coming from so that you can help to remedy it? So if, for example, the problem is in your your approach or your kids aren't receiving it, then maybe you need to approach it a different way. If there's audiobooks available for that curriculum, maybe you need to try those rather than you reading them or them reading them. I mean, there's lots of ways for you to adapt curriculum. Maybe if you're not enjoying it because you don't enjoy all the experiments or the hands-on stuff, even though you're feeling guilty because you know that that's the way that your kids naturally learn, but again, you're not doing it, so they're actually not getting anything, well, then maybe there's a compromise somewhere in there. Maybe you can pull back on the amount of hands-on stuff you do and maybe do one hands-on thing a week or even one hands-on thing a month, but most of the time you just use it as the reading and the assignments and you just pull back from the stuff that's stressing you out. So there's ways that you can tweak curriculum. You can tweak it and fit it into a two-day thing, so you're alternating it. You can fit it into a five-day thing or a four-day thing. So before you give up on the curriculum, the very first thing you have to do is identify where your wall is and then tweak. You have to be able to be free to experiment. Don't be bound to that curriculum. Do not be bound to what it says in the teacher's guide. In fact, if you're if you're being thrown off by the teacher's guide, put it away for a little bit and go look on Pinterest and get some different ideas and try to come up with some creative solutions that might help you fix your wall before you get to the point of abandoning that curriculum, which I'm not saying that's wrong. We've done it many times. So sometimes that needs to happen, but I encourage you to try other solutions first because in the process of doing that, you're only going to get to know your kids and yourself a whole lot better. So first off, how do, how do you even identify curriculum's not working? Secondly, how long should you give it? One to two months is probably an ideal time frame to give it before you get to the point where you're willing to give it up. Um, you guys, <sighs> there really is no perfect curriculum. I wish I could tell you there was. I really, really wish I could tell you there was. I have my favorites. I have ones that I really, 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 really love, and I would say they're pretty darn close, but the reality is, is that a curriculum is written for a specific set of children, and depending on what child you have, how they learn their personality, whether they're fidgeters, whether they listen well, or whether they don't, whether they're full of energy and rambunctious and want to do hands-on stuff, all those things are going to play into whether a curriculum is going to work for your child or not. There are so many outside forces that play into it as well. Whether or not you have a baby, whether or not you're breastfeeding, whether or not you've got a busy toddler that's getting into everything and you're dealing with nap times, whether or not you work inside or outside your home, whether or not you're pregnant and tired and don't have a lot of motivation. There are so many things that play in to the success of a curriculum that it just cannot be as simple as being a good curriculum. You cannot choose something based on its merit and how good it is. You have to choose it. That has to play in, of course, but you have to choose it based on what's going to fit for your child and for yourself 
and for your busy life because you have a unique set of of family dynamics that other people do not that are unique to you and your family so all those things play into choosing a curriculum so before you feel like okay there's some magic formula out there there's some perfect fit that I'm missing I feel like it's important to kind of put that out there disclaimer 101 in the homeschool world there's nothing that's going to be 100% perfect for all of your children for yourself for all of eternity Something might work really well in a season and absolutely not work the next season. Something might work great for one child and tank for the next. So we want to try to tweak and that is because a curriculum that doesn't work for one but works for the other, you might be able to tweak for the one that doesn't work so that you can make it more effective for that child. So you have to be, you know, really creative as a homeschool mom where you can juggle and move and be flexible to use curriculum for you. Don't be a slave to your curriculum. Let your curriculum work for you. Use it as you see fit. All right, so if you're finally at that point, if after this whole discussion, this whole conversation, you are adamantly sure I have tried this curriculum, it is not working, and I don't like it, or my child doesn't like it, and I'm done. I feel so frustrated with it. Then now we're probably at the point where it might be worth looking at something else. And when I have gotten to that point, which I, like I said, I've been there many times, I am not afraid to, to completely abandon it mid-year. Is my kids going to have gaps when they have to start all over? Did they lose those two months? They didn't lose those two months. They spent time doing review. And if I really feel like it, I'll skip through some of the review if we start all over again. But the reality is, is every curriculum scope and sequence and level is so different that they really cannot be compared. And when you're switching from a curriculum to another one, it's less of a concern than you might realize. There's, there's very little that our kids are actually retaining and learning in a year. I mean, I wish it was a lot more. I really do. But in the grand scheme of things, most of what our kids are learning in elementary school is how to learn. That's it. They're building a foundation of reading, writing, and arithmetic. And everything else is learning how to learn because learning how to write a paragraph, learning how to write an essay, learning how to write a book report, that's all repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. Really their whole lives, they're going to be growing and learning. My goodness, from when I started my blog, okay, three, four years ago to now, my writing is drastically different. I can hardly go back over my old posts because I can't stand them for the life of me. And that's as an adult, your writing is always changing and, you know, growing. Your vocabulary is always changing and growing. That never stops. You never stop learning. So just put your mind at ease for a second. Just take a deep breath and put your mind at ease that switching curriculum after you've been doing one for a month or two is not going to mess your kid up for life. Okay. It's really not. So if you're at that point where you feel like I need to switch curriculum, then what you need to do is get out a pen and a piece of paper. And before you go and you find something else, you first have to identify why that curriculum did not work. You have to 
identify every aspect of what was not working for you. What drove you crazy about it? What drove your child crazy about it? Sit down with them, have a coffee, have a hot chocolate, and and get them to explain what they didn't like about it. The more information you can get on that piece of paper, the more you can understand what those snags were for your family, the more you're going to be able to avoid that and search for something that's not going to have the same problems in a newer curriculum. So I really encourage you to do that. If you are at that point, grab a pen and paper, sit down and take the time to really identify what your problem areas are before you move on. Okay. The next step is to research. If you're in a position where you have purchased curriculum and you're a month in and you're hating it, then perhaps it would have been more advantageous to research that curriculum. And I know that this is what happens. And again, I've explained that I've been in this position before and I'm going to share an example. But why this happens is because we as homeschool moms are a little bit nerdy. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that in a really positive way. We are a little bit nerdy in that we love books and we love curriculum and we get really excited about stuff and we open stuff up and we see value and we get excited about the direction it's going or the topics and we just we just are sold we're sold we're all in because it looks like really 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 good stuff sometimes we're sold by the price tag we feel like well if it's that much money it better be good or we're sold by the amount of people that are talking about it around us and we feel like well if this many people are using it it's got to be good or we're sold because you listen to a blogger like me and you felt like well if she's saying it then it's got to be good you know it could be a friend it could be an ad it could be whatever but we are very easily sold on things and determined that therefore it's going to be a perfect fit because we're hearing it or we're seeing it or people are recommending it so okay now now that you know why you made that decision i'm going to share a little personal story of mine and then we'll talk about um why research is so important when i first started homeschooling i see i did this twice really bad. When I first started homeschooling, um, my son was three, my daughter was two, and my other son was one. And um, I had three in diapers all at the same time, which was super exciting. And so in the midst of us deciding whether or not we were going to use cloth diapers, and then we discovered we were not because that was chaos, you know, it was all this journey. I was, I had a three-year-old who was old enough to do preschool because I was homeschooled. So surely we had better get started because I was not going to wait. I, I was so excited to do school with my kids. I was so excited. So I went on a Becca because, I mean, I grew up with a Becca. I love a Becca books. I just, I just, it's got so much nostalgic memories. My great aunt wrote some of the books for the curriculum. I mean, I just, I love it. I love it. So um, I went and sat on one of their little little live presentations and got a little coupon code for shipping and boom I spent about $500 and got a Becca preschool and I was going to do it with my little kitties every single day and wow it so did not work it so did not work for us so you would think I had learned you would think that wouldn't you I would think that but alas I did not 
So shortly after that, I think the next year I went and just kind of bought whatever looked exciting at the homeschool convention when my son was in kindergarten. The year after that, I decided that sunlight was the way to go. I mean, everyone was talking about them and I was seeing them everywhere and therefore they must be good. The price tag was crazy high. So again, it must be good. The books and the value and what I was getting looked really awesome and exciting and I was building my homeschool library so therefore it must be really good I loved the value system of reading aloud to my kids I loved everything about it I was sold I was sold so I bought um one no I bought two I bought two of their cores and I got them and I used them for a month or so and it just did work for all my kids because I have a lot of them and only one that actually can hear and learn through hearing. The rest of them do not learn that way at all. So it didn't work for our family because it was time intensive of me sitting and reading and most of my kids were jumping around and getting absolutely nothing out of it and really not enjoying that time. So I felt like, okay, I can't do separate things with each kid. So therefore I just can't do this. So I was able to return it, which was great. I still have one of the other ones. And then after that, see, I went back and and bought more Becca because I just tried again and, you know, it still didn't work. Big shocker. But here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that I was going off all the wrong things. I was going off my own experiences. I was going off other people's experiences. I was going off what I was seeing online. I was going off price takes. I was not basing it off of my family or my family dynamics or reviews of people in similar situations. If I had gone and and searched for reviews, if I had gone and searched for Um, who this curriculum was working for and who it wasn't working for, there's a really good chance I would have found that it did not work for people who have lots of kids or a lot of young kids who can't listen or kids that are more hands-on that can't sit and do a lot of book work. If I had done my research, I probably would have gotten to a point where I would have identified with some of those people who it wasn't working for and not wasted my money. So in the beginning, I wasted a lot of money, a lot, because I bought stuff for the wrong reasons. So the first thing that you need to do is understand why what you're using is not working. Secondly, research, you guys. Research, and as you're looking on forums and as you're looking for reviews, I encourage you to find someone who resonates with you. Maybe you're pregnant right now or you've got a toddler and they've got a toddler and they're going to say it works great because it can be done in a short amount of time and you're gonna, it's going to resonate with you because you're going to think, yes, that's my situation. Or maybe you're going to find somebody who's got a large family and um, is, you know, they love doing Charlotte Mason read aloud stuff together and you think, yeah, that's my family. That's what works well for us and that's what I'm looking for. Well, then go with those kind of reviews. Find people that resonate with you. Don't just read anybody's reviews because what somebody raves about for their one child might not work at all for you with four children and a totally different home dynamic, okay? And the last thing that you need to do is dive in 
don't let somebody else sit there and tell you that you shouldn't because of gaps or that you shouldn't because you're wasting money or that you shouldn't because you bought something else or that you shouldn't because you need to learn how to commit to things. Ignore, 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 ignore. If you have given curriculum a fair chance, if your kids are crying or if you are crying and you feel like this is an absolute failure, I should not homeschool. It is better to go and find something that might work and continue experimenting and trying than it is to give up and put your kids in public school when you feel like you could have done it. So before you get to that point, you guys, don't be afraid to ditch your curriculum if it's not working for you, to try something else. Hopefully your husband's on board because I know how they get when it's a lot of money, but you also are going to have to experiment a little bit until you find what works for your family. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. And like I said, no curriculum is perfect. So tweak and experiment and try and get together with other homeschool friends that have different curriculum than you and ask if you can look through their books or sit through one of their homeschool days and do vice versa. There's so much you can learn from homeschooling with other moms. And I'm not talking a co-op here. I'm talking about, can I come sit in on a day of your homeschool and then do the opposite so that you can start to see how people are doing it in their home, what it looks like, what their curriculum looks like in action. And you might find something that is an amazing fit for your family that you never would have discovered before. So that's it. That's all I have to say about what you're going to do if you find that your curriculum is not working for you. And I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you guys have an amazing, amazing homeschool week this week. And next week, we are going to be talking about, I'm looking at my list. I've got two other ones here. Um, my title I have is why I'm terrified of trying something new. Huh. Interesting. I'm not even sure where I was going to go with that one. What to do? Ah, okay. Okay. Where I think I was going to go with that one is... <laughs> uh, when you are depending on an open and go curriculum, or when you are depending on your workbook style curriculum or your Charlotte Mason read aloud curriculum, and you have a child that it's totally not working for, but it works great for you, then I was gonna talk about that because I'm kind of in that position. When you have that child, my kinesthetic learner, love her. I love my kinesthetic learner, but man, does she challenge me because I hate hands-on. I hate it so much. I don't want the mess, I don't want the prep, I don't want to think about it. I just want to read. I just want to snuggle on my couch. I want to be calming. So anyways, I was going to talk about next week and it may change, but that was kind of what was on my heart was what to do when basically the way that I teach is not the way that my child receives. So how do you even blend that? How do you step out into new territory and teach your child and speak to your child in the way that they're going to receive, which for me is hands-on, when that's not you and where that even the thought of that stresses you out. So you don't want to make the dive. You're avoiding making the dive to more hands-on curriculum because you feel anxiety at the thought of doing that. 
So we'll see. We'll see if that's the way it goes. But um, I'm definitely kind of at that point in my own life. And so that's kind of something I was going to talk about. But otherwise, you guys, if you still feel like, man, I, I can't do this. Like I am so incredibly overwhelmed. I am releasing. It's, it's released right now. Actually, you can go and sign up for it. Starting March 1st, I'm going to be starting a homeschool course. And this course is going to be four weeks long. It's going to run all of March. And it's going to have a private Facebook group where I'll be doing Facebook Lives, daily challenges. I will be engaging and talking to each one of you guys in the Facebook group. I'll be sending you emails every single day with actionable steps and challenges and course material to help you identify what's working, what's not working, help you learn your family better, understand your homeschool style better. And we're going to be talking about curriculum. We're going to be talking about mission statements. I'm personally going to hand letter a mission statement for each of you. And I've got a free homeschool planner. I mean, it is going to be jam-packed four weeks of amazing awesomeness. So if you feel just at a total loss, then you need to come and sign up for that course. You can find it at homeschoolon.com forward slash homeschool dash course. And it's going to give you all the information about this course. I've done a little video to talk about it um, and it will kind of walk you through that. So there is hope if you feel totally overwhelmed and otherwise you guys head on over and check out homeschoolon.com click on the podcast tab and you can find this podcast episode and i'll have links in the podcast episode that you can click on that have more or related information to what we talked about today so that's it i hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you again next week